What link building strategies are recommended in 2023? Welcome to the Majestic SEO podcast and live stream. I'm your host, David Bain, and today we're talking link building in 2023. Specifically, what link building strategies are recommended in this year, 2023? So let's uh, get straight into introducing today's panel, starting off with... Let's me actually put them on the screen just before we do that so we can see them and their pretty faces. <laughs> Starting off with Amit. Yeah, so I'm Amit. I'm the founder of The Links Guy, which is a link building company. Uh, and I've been building links since about 2015, I would say. Um, I've yeah built links for all kinds of industries. I think I started with the funeral industry, which is a bit morbid, but um, I've kind of worked in all kinds of industries. Um, so, so uh, I mean, just out of interest, was was that um, for a business, for a funeral business, or was it actually for an agency specialising in that type of client? It was. It was actually a kind of funeral service. Um, they compared funeral service companies and like people within the funeral industry, so things like people that create things like, um, uh, you know, if you have to put ashes in certain arms and things like that, like all kinds of companies. So. Um, I mean, it was pretty good at the time, although link building was a bit easier back then. (laughs) We're talking 2015. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about what was more easy um, in the past and what works uh, well now just in a little bit. Uh, Let's move on to introducing the rest of our our panel. So move on to Victor. Hey, what's up? I run an SEO agency called SEO Profi. I do SEO for 16 plus years and I really like link building. And <laughs> I, I guess I can share a lot of uh, interesting things about it. Superb. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Victor. And also with us today is Alex. Hello, everyone. My name is Alex, and I'm the founder of Digital Olympus. We are a lean building agency, and we try to take a very, a bit different approach. So we try to build a result-oriented lean building campaign. So um, basically, we try to understand how to deliver tangible results with the help of links rather than just building links. But for sure, we do also just a lot of links just because there are different type of clients, right? Not necessarily each and every client um, has a need of uh, being involved in a, into a strategic campaign, I would say. Superb. Great to have you here, Alex. And... Jason. Hello there. Um, my name is Jason Morris. I'm the founder of Profit Engine. Um, we've been a limb building business since 2017. Um, I started myself on Upwork uh, on my own, and um, we're a family business as well. Um, two of my boys work for me, which is quite unusual. Um, one of them's been in the limb building industry for a while, worked for another company, so that's been good. And um, yeah, we've uh, we build links for agencies and for e-commerce and other other areas as well. So we've got a, a volume business on one side and a more bespoke business on the other, which is really where we, we came from. Superb. Thanks for joining us, Jason. And also with us is Tamara. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Tamara and I'm based in Macedonia. Uh, up until very recently, I was the head of the link building division at a digital marketing agency called the White Light Digital Marketing. Uh, and currently, I'm working independently um, as a freelance SEO specialist and link building specialist. I'm very excited to be joining this discussion today with some of the industry's pros that I learned from. And thank you for having me, David. Well, thanks so much for joining us tomorrow and uh, everyone indeed. Uh, so five great panelists today. Um, we've got a few people watching us live as well. So if you've got any specific questions about link building, make sure you fire them into the chat area and then we'll try and cover them as part of the live discussion as well. And if you've got any of your own tips or suggestions or like to share what tactics that are currently working for you, feel free to share them in the chat and we'll try and incorporate them in the discussion as well. But let's move on to the, the, the first question question or, or topic area. Um, and let's go to Amit for this one. So Amit, um, what li- link building tactics uh, used to work well? Um, so you're saying that you got started in link building in 2015, uh, but aren't a good idea in 2023? Yeah, so I've got something, it's not perhaps a tactic, but I feel like it's an approach to link building. So I don't know if this is a, a bit of a cheat answer, but um, I think and this is one of the things that I've seen. Um, you've all seen these kind of emails saying um, things like, I really love your site or I really love your blog. This kind of 
fake kind of you know pair slicing. So that obviously doesn't work. It, it maybe does work at scale, but um, I feel like when there was a shift towards using things like AI writers, um, I feel like the pair sizeization becomes very disingenuous. It's very try hard and and even trying to do heavy pair sizeization. I believe it works. That's what I used to do way back in at the start when I was doing it by myself. Um, it's very difficult to scale. And I think if you t- if you go very deep with your pair sizeization, um, it, you can, kind of don't run the risk if you don't know where to stop is going off into a, like, a less relevant area. And you get into some really weird conversations like we've sometimes done outreach and we'll, we'll talk about something and we end up having a conversation about the guy's car and his Mustang and, you know, what, what kind of gearbox he had. Like, I mean, that's an extreme example, but it's those kind of things. It's the, the, the approach to personalization, I think, has changed a lot. And it's something you have to be very mindful of, especially with all this AI and this push towards automation. You can basically, I guess, the short answer is you have to be very careful what you do with personalization. So are you saying that nowadays, um, when you're doing outreach, using automated personalization is a mistake? I believe it works at scale, but I believe it's kind of people are turned off by it, I believe, mm-hmm. because it sounds disingenuous. It's that thing where you just know that some things, it's not actually human. It's like those things when you look at an AI headshot and you know how you can kind of see that it's not a real person? I believe it's the same kind of thing. You know, I I personally, I don't, I believe AI has its use, but I'm very careful about what we use in outreach and how we use it. So, uh, but yeah. there'll be people that disagree with me. That's just my, my stance on it. But, but may I ask, I mean, what do you use instead of personalization? I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. if like, you know, if we kind of, and I partially agree with you. Um, if we are going to put aside personalization, right, and still going to rely on email outreach, what kind of option do we have? How we can make a hook? Yeah, I believe you still have to personalize, but I think there's a balance between generic personalization and then you've got the heavy personalization, which we've gone in between the two for the past couple of mm-hmm. years. I think heavy, heavy personalization, I believe there's a there's a point of diminishing returns where it's not actually giving you more results. It's creating other issues, like it's less efficient, and it even kind of causes a, 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 a what was the term, like for people, it causes burnout when you're trying to um, create that. That's what I believe. And so I think personalization is still good, but you have to find the right balance. And this is particularly when you're doing it at scale. I think if somebody was doing it for their own blog, it's fine. They could probably pair slice heavily and it's fine because they don't really need to build a lot of links. But at a certain scale, I believe it becomes quite difficult. It's like you're not really gaining anything and you might be better served with like segmented and themed templates and perhaps even targeting those based on a sub segment of the batch, which for instance is like if you're reaching out to small businesses we need to talk to them differently compared to like a large business because the needs are different. If that kind of makes sense. Sorry, I kind of yeah. ramped a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, um, I still think that there should be some decent effort in terms of personalization. And so basically, for instance, if, um, you know, I mean, it's it's not necessarily about going deep in, in, in my understanding. It's more about using some parameters that are quite easy to scale. So, for instance, it's quite easy uh, with the help of Apollo.io to get, um, for instance, the niches uh, of the businesses that you are outreaching. So you can use this parameter or um, the, the, the city, right, the location where the person is based that you're, you're planning to outreach, right? So something along the following line that might work as a hook here because, okay, um, this person, basically the one that that is going to outreach me and the one that is kind of, you know, you can see that there were some homework, right, behind the CMO. So it's more about, in, in my understanding, right, there should be uh, something about you, right? Because 
um, it's good that we are talking about um, email outreach because I believe the call, you know, in my understanding, <clears throat> cold email outreach um, is dying down. So basically, that is the last days of cold email outreach in the way, um, you know, we do it, I think. And there should be something else over there. I mean, just because uh, in the way I, I see, like, you know, especially with the market recession, right? And started receiving cold email outreach pitches from really big companies like HubSpot, you know, Salesforce, whatever it is, right? Because everyone kind of in a little bit of a panic mode. And um, I understand the market really slowed down. So everyone tries to kind of, kind of save and continuously generate the same revenue streams, most probably. But the, the, the way they do things, uh, it's kind of showcasing that um, most probably, you know, it's no longer the way of getting things done. Just because, you know, whenever I look at their pictures, I feel that there is a big um, misconception, I would say, right, between how things might be delivered versus the way that they're actually done. But, Let's, you know, I'd yeah. love, I'd love, yeah, I'd love to hear maybe some other thoughts on this. Maybe Jason has something to add because I see he's really smiling. Yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring the others into the conversation as well. I just want to give Bilal a quick shout out as well. Um, she's been sharing some good content in the, in the comments live on um, YouTube and um, talking a little bit about things like um, white hat link building. Um, so is it possible to be entirely ethical in the eyes of Google with your link building tactics? Is it still possible to get away with certain things maybe? Uh, what could you get away with in the past and what can you get away perhaps with now? Um, just with just, just pushing things a little bit too much. So uh, maybe we can get people's thoughts on those questions as we move around. I, I just want to say one other thing about outreach as well as we're talking about outreach. Um, I get quite a few emails uh, asking me things like, um, can I appear on your podcast as a podcast guest? Um, or um, can this person appear as, as a podcast guest? And what I'm looking for within the email is a demonstration that they've actually listened to the podcast. Um, and if, if that's not there, then I am highly you know, likely just to completely ignore the email and, and, and not get back to them because it's just, it's just a mass email. And I would imagine the same kind of thing applies to outreach for content, you know, unless they've actually demonstrated that they've been on the site and demonstrated why they feel that they're relevant to the site, you, you'd be much more likely to consider them. And that, that's the kind of thing that you'd probably include in an out outreach email as well. So just, just, just a couple of general thoughts there as well. And um, feel free to comment on them as, as we move around. But um, let's now go to Victor. Um, so, so Victor, what are your thoughts in general about um, what link building strategies perhaps used to work well, but aren't so good nowadays? I think I will try to filter because like everyone is talking about white hat links and we see the opposite uh, for every niche we work with. And um, so that's why we developed a lot of internal tools just to analyze data first and then see what we should do, right? So like we can see uh, who is selling links, how much these links are for, uh, how many of them your competitors got, what anchors they used, what uh, what type of the links. Like, for example, it can be like homepage, outreach links, like uh, link assets, like statistics, posts, or it, is it actually outreach links where people... Uh, like didn't pay for it and stuff. And and we also can see hidden links is the links from PBNs. We like made our own crawler that like every three months waits about seven terabytes of space on servers that can see the hidden links from Ahrefs. <clears throat> so basically what I'm trying to say, I don't know what works specifically for some niche if I'm not working in this niche, but I can see what what is happening there. I can see if someone actually build outreach or um, they actually use redirects that are hidden through all the, like even through Majestic, even through Ahrefs, even through other like link crawlers. And we basically aggregate the data and just trying to see, okay, what's their strategy, what they did, and what's our source actually? Like, we'll be able, because like in the end of the day, the main idea of uh, link building to rank, right? 
it's like uh, sometimes I joke because uh, SEO uh, link building is not the part of SEO. Uh, SEO is a part of link building because uh, like uh, when you are uh, g- good with technical, good with the keywords and like with the intent, uh, you so you like your page answers the right intent. The all other part is link building. And right now, what I see uh, like depends on the niche, but um, so far. Uh, links from main pages still work, not the one uh, that are spammy and have like like Patreon or uh, Open Collective or whatever, like 40 of them from the main page, but the one that are like niche specific, unique or super, super trusted. Um, outreach works really good. Outreach with tier two links work, works even better. Outreach, when you do the article like right now, like... Um, Parasite SEO. Everyone does it right now because I'm uh, uh, I, I'm more from affiliate side than from agency side, and we do rank uh, super competitive keywords in one two months, uh, just just because we do amount of words optimization of this page, and then you build links on this page. But think about if you are <clears throat> like normal product and you don't wanna like get traffic from these pages. So you can, let's say uh, we talked in the beginning funeral SEO. We actually have an agency that does funeral SEO services. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, let's say you want to rank uh, for funeral SEO. You rank and you don't get any leads. But what actually funeral SEO owners want? They want uh, like how to generate more leads for, right? So you create article for this you uh, publish on a, a third-party source and build outreach uh, to this uh, article. And the webmaster, like uh, where you place this uh, uh, article, will be happy because his page will also uh, get some traffic, get some more trust. And if this article is uh, quality enough, it's it's good, you know. So um, I wouldn't say like main pages and outreach only works. I see a a lot of cool stuff with the uh, statistical posts where people do like amazing like um, link assets, but it takes time. And most of us, (laughs) most of, especially most of the clients don't have this time. So uh, yeah, I would just leave on this to like outreach, any type of outreach articles and uh, links from homepages. That's a good topic in itself, talking about time. Um, What are the most um, effective link building strategies in terms of time of impact? Uh, Tamara, what are your opening thoughts? Well, I would say slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to (laughs) be, I guess, with links, but it doesn't apply to all because... As you mentioned, some clients uh, want fast results. Um, I would say that when I started uh, and in the agency setting I was working uh, and we were building sponsored posts, so to say sponsored guest posts, uh, posts that you uh, pay for to post an article to acquire a link. Um, Back then, it worked uh, pretty well, and the, that tactic that was quantity over quality uh, would help you rank fast. Uh, I mean, improve your rankings faster and gain some traffic. Um, so this would be uh, sponsored uh, sponsored articles that go on niche-relevant websites that have some decent metrics, uh, but... Um, what I came to understand, uh, especially uh, uh, when... In 2021, I think that uh, Google issued the spam update is that most of the websites that we would get this kind of fast uh, sponsor posts were on sites that are SEO farms called. Uh, and I believe that this link building tactic does not work really well, well right now. Uh, I assume it can be incorporated. You can still uh, publish sponsored uh, articles on um, good uh, wedded uh, websites, but yet again, uh, maybe combine it with white hat link uh, building tactics uh, and focus a lot on a quality uh, quality content. But in general, the Quantity over quality, I don't think that is working anymore. And it's more quality over quantity. Um, 
in saying that, uh, maybe later on I can just uh, uh, tell, uh, talk about some um, tactics that uh, work well now and after this FOM update. But uh, to answer the question, what link building tactics used to work well but are not a good idea now, I think that uh, this uh, fast uh, link building approach to sponsored posts that you pay for uh, is not really a smart idea right now. Jason. What out of the conversation so far do you agree with, disagree with, like to add to? There's, there's bits and pieces here. I think so much of what we do in SEO and, and link building is niche specific because certain niches have a tolerance for risk more. Certain niches are, are different. I, I would agree with Tamara that we've seen in that if it's got right for us or sponsor post in the site, that goes as part of we have a a 16, well, 18 point checklist now that, that sites have to go through that we manually do. And part of that is to get rid of anything that's got right for us or sponsored post on you. Because I, I agree, I think um, Google have picked up on that. They're not stupid, they know the link farms. Um, but I think, you know, things like PBNs people talk about, they still work. Absolutely. Um, if you can, I mean, like Victor's obviously got the tools. I know there's tools out there that you can find them, but those things still work you know we run obviously we do an agency but we also run our own affiliate sites so we test things as well and we see what works and and things like parasite seo those sort of things absolutely work and just before we get into the whole white hat black hat you know i i think it's all a bit it's a weird argument i think by agencies to sort of set themselves apart you know link building is against the t's and c's of google as a whole you know and then to set it apart slightly that we do outreach and offer something of value. Well, yeah, a website wants value back because they're not going to give you a link for for nothing. But it's a misnomer, I think, and it sort of paints link. You know, we're about making a client's site rank. That's what they want. So we do what we can to do that. As long as we're not doing anything that's illegal, you know, that's we need to think about what works and what doesn't. And things that used to were, I don't know, educational links got hit a couple of years ago but then we've been building for a client just educational links and the reason they work is because they're an educational provider so that works again but that was they got hit and i know sites have got hit really badly for that so i think it's niche specific i think everything's on the table but i think google's they're smarter than um than we think and what i would say is we'll, we'll probably go on to this but ai content is the big leveler uh, that's going to change a lot of things. And uh, I think as link, links and link building over the next couple of years are going to become highly valuable. Yeah, absolutely. De- definitely going to hear AI. Um, Bill, I was asking about AI as well in the chat. Um, just before we do that, Jason, you were talking about um, Google's messaging that um, essentially <laughs> link building is bad and all you have to do is publish content and uh, people will naturally link to you if your content's good. Does that mean that link building every single type of link building is gray hat or black hat? I think it does. I think it does. I think the only thing they've ever come out and said is around, they, I can't remember which one of them said that they like quite like digital PR. Um, but digital PR, again, I think the jury's out um, because it's branded and it's it's more homepage based, which is great for your overall value, but it doesn't help if you're trying to rank for certain keywords. It does help overall, as long as it's part of another as link building overall. But I, I think it, it's all gray hat. I just think people like to tell themselves it's not. Um, and I think a lot of link builders kid themselves as to as to what they feel that they're doing. We, we are operating on the edges of what Google considers good or bad. But then Google's a business that wants people to click on their paid ads. You know, why would they, why would they not? But I think the issue we've got is it's hard baked into the algorithm. They can't get away from it. And especially as AI content grows and grows, how do they then, what what other metrics besides links are they going to use? I mean, maybe they will dial it down, but it'd be interesting to see how it pans out over the next two years or three. So let's dive into AI. AI. Let's, um, if I can say it, let's let's take that um, rabbit hole. Uh, Amit, where does AI fit into link building? Yeah, so one of the things with with chat gpt and ai again like i said i'm not a fan of relying on it for outreach maybe i know in cold i've been following a lot of these guys that do cold sales emails and and they are quite big on using it because of these volumes that they're doing so that's fine that works for them um 
I think it has more of a use where we're trying to use it is probably at the prospecting level. So I believe using it for things like maybe cleaning and analysing data sets, uh, perhaps if you're trying to segment lists at the prospecting level, it's pretty good. You like give it a bunch of websites, it'll tell you the brand mission of every site, things like that, if that's something that's useful to the, to the list. Um, maybe for competitor analysis, um, it, it can be useful because you have such a mixture of, of links and from different industries you want to segment it, we can use probably AI to, to do that. Um, and I guess that lets you focus on the more creative aspects of link building, whether that's you have to, you know, produce content or you have to, um, again, you're, you're personalizing outreach if that's where the time needs to be spent, things like that. Um, that's where I've seen the use. I just haven't, we've not tasted it enough to say this is a game changer for link building. It, it's kind of, you know, prospecting, I feel like it's, we want to use it for that. Victor, is AI a game changer for link building? Um, no, but in some ways, yes. Uh, like, for example, if you do outreach post, like, and you want to do it like super cool, now you can generate it. And now you can use not like uh, 600 words, 800 words, 1000. You can do like skyscraper for 5000 words for uh, your key, like uh, keyword that you also want to rank with this outreach. Uh, and it takes, if you have right prompts, you, you, you can generate it, then like uh, content improve it with the Jasper or with other tools and make it even better than uh, the writers that were writing before. And we also using right now uh, them to trying to understand the strategy. Let's say you have all the data and you need to analyze and say how, like, because we, we mostly do stuff like, I don't separate like white hat, gray hat, like whatever hat it is. Uh, we, we're just trying to see what we can do better to rank for these keywords groups faster and like what do we need to do what's the budget or the source we need to use to rank and ai help us with the prompts to give us it's pretty good actually like before because uh, i always refusing stuff in the beginning and say oh it's not gonna work we build this tool but then when my programmers uh, show that i actually uh, doing pretty good stuff uh, yeah so uh, writing content for guest post or the uh, f for the links will place there it, it's like uh, pretty it's a game changer yeah because it's cheaper and faster a comment in the chat um talking about um how uh, the the massive amount of content that's being generated nowadays because of ai um perhaps means that links are becoming more important because um only the content with links is the content that Google is going to consider. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, being honest, I don't really believe much in AL content just because I see, I'll explain my point of view, just because um, we work with a lot of clients that, um, you know, are part of very competitive niches, right? Where uh, um, the content actually, the quality of content plays uh, the bigger role rather than uh, the number of links, actually, I would say. And also the, the overall domain authority, but one more time, right? Um, the domain authority comes kind of, it's kind of an accumulated power, I would say, right? You can't really change it within uh, a month, two months, 12 months, right? So that is something that... Um, you, you really have to work on, and then there is your kind of you know you 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 kind of you have content right, and the problem with um, the content that I see right now, especially after the recent Google update, is that uh, you know we we all know right that we have to create long form content, but uh, the problem is that not necessarily all long-form content is the best content just because it's not necessarily answering the user query. So we have a few clients that actually uh, got a serious decline in terms of traffic and positions, right? Just because they were following the, 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 the idea, the conception of creating um, very long, in-depth content that is covering various topics, subtopics, I would say, 
that are relevant to the main topic, but it's not necessarily what users want to see. They want to go straight to the main topic rather than reading, you know, some kind of, you know, chapters about what is that, what is this, right? They want to go straight to the main, uh, you know, to, to get their answers. And as a result, I saw um, quite a lot of, right, movements in search engine results. Um, and sometimes Google actually prioritizes the content that's actually not so long and more direct, right, in terms of answering the, the user, user search query. Now, circling back to links, right, and how important they are. I just, I just think about, you know, as SEO guys, as marketers, uh, we think of links as, as something that basically can be valued via metrics, right, kind of SEO value, whatever it is. But if we start thinking of links as a part of something bigger, as a, as a part of our marketing strategy, and think of links in the way actually Google wants to think of links, okay, link is a recommendation, right? And if we start from this, right, and a little bit forget about, you know, um, metrics, um, you know, domain rating and something like that, and start thinking about, how can I get this recommendation and integrate this recommendation in my marketing strategy? Okay, I want to get links from relevant websites in my niche. What I can do? I can, I can launch a podcast, for instance, right? And if I launch a podcast, start connecting with people, right, from my niche, sooner or later, they are going to link back to me, right? And then besides links, I'm going to generate, you know, increase my my brand awareness improved, right? I, I kind of can run some co-marketing campaigns with those people and so on and so forth. And I think that is the future of link building. That is the future of links. It's not really an isolated thing that kind of can be put aside, right, of your brand, of your marketing strategy, of the way you run your business. It's actually an essential part of your business. So that is what I think about, you know, link building uh, on a general note. That's great. Uh, And I loved um, a few things that you said there. Uh, You talked about uh, the quality of content being more important than the links. And the phrase that really jumped out at me was links are, are part of our marketing strategy. And that really has to be emphasized because I think even SEOs sometimes are maybe guilty of thinking about link building as some kind of separate campaign while they think about the, um, the sexier aspects of SEO strategy or technical things, whatever they happen to be, um, what happens to be appealing for them. And, you know, SEOs are used to things like um, new websites being launched without them being involved and just being told just to SEO this, you know, we've put a new website live and that, that's a big frustration for SEOs. But um, I'm sure a big frustration for link builders is um, there's all the content we've just published or will you do, do your link building stuff now? And that's probably just just the same kind of thing. Uh, I, I saw you nodding away, Jason, to, to, to a few of those things. It's, it's a, it, that's one of the things I find frustrating. We want to be part of, of, of the, the journey, the marketing journey, because especially if, if you're looking at, they've got bottom of the funnel content they want to rank for, and, and but we don't know half the time. And it's, you're, you're not part of that. You, you come in at a later stage. So I totally agree. I also agree on AI, on the, the content issue. So we do affiliate sites where we've built out tons of AI content just to see what ranks, and then we're going to replace that. But for for some of the clients that we're talking about, like Alex will work with and like we work with, the content's got to be on point and right, and links just become a part of that. I think for AI, we're using AI at the moment. We are just developing a link audit solution, and we're using AI within that. We're using Auto GPT, and we're starting to look at how we can pass that data. So if a client says, I've got 10 keywords, here are my competitors, how many links do we need to rank? then although it's, it's it, no one knows for sure it's just starting point that we can help them work with so we that's what we're doing and that's how we're using it at the moment to be able to then come up with a um a solution to say well you need you know, this many links and then also looking obviously at things that we're seeing is more important now like link velocity i think link velocity is you know one of those things that we're seeing is 
as important you know, is, to, is to keep that link building going. We would say that we're link builders, but but it's true. Link velocity. Yeah, isn't. exactly. Consistency. Yeah, exactly. We and and so many say, well, we'll do it for a few months and then we'll leave it. It's like, well, no, no, don't bother them. You know, this is an ongoing thing, you know, and you need to, I mean, yes, we're link builders. We will say this, but it, it's absolutely true because it should be, should be part of what you do. I mean, what is the internet? It's links and content. You know, that's in its essence, that's what it is about. So I totally, I think AI is going to be huge. Um, it's going to have a huge effect. And I'm, I'm sure, I don't think we really understand exactly how at the moment, but from many companies, the content is, is part of the journey is the, the way that they sell to clients. So you, AI in that is not going to work. Supporting content possibly, um, I think you can do it. And yeah, we, I don't know. It's, it's going to, I think none of us know really. And, and for me, I, I'm fascinated with the whole AI thing. I really am. But as far as link building is concerned, we're, we're not seeing a, a lot of use of it for outreach templates, things like that. Um, for us, we, we changed our outreach templates and uh, we're now pitching, trying to pitch content ideas or trying to pitch things around what the client site wants. Because if it's me, I want someone to pitch to me something that is like, what am I looking to rank for? So if, if a client wants, we, if we can find low value keywords, low hanging keywords with a low DR score that we can help them rank for, that's my value to them. Because um, I don't really want to give them money. So if I can do something like that, then we will do. But AI, I, I have no idea at the moment. I think it's too early to sort of say at the moment. Yeah, if uh, going back to your previous point of um, the the velocity, uh, using the word that you used there, Jason, of links um, suddenly changes, suddenly stops, um, then it's a sure fire signal to Google that um, whatever you did before was artificial and it shouldn't be Absolutely. ranking at all. Yeah. yeah. Tamara. What is um? What is your maybe not be your favourite link building tactic? But what what link building tactics work best in twenty twenty three? Okay, so I just wanted to comment quickly on the AI discussion. Uh, so I do agree with uh, Amit and Victor that it can be ChatGPT right now used as one more tool to kind of get creative with maybe try to do some prospecting with and also agree that you can use it to maybe work through the content you're writing a bit faster, uh, but agree with Alex's point that it doesn't necessarily make the content better if it's a long forum. Uh, so yeah, it's very exciting, I guess. And as I said, it's another tool to to get creative with and, and try to, but when it comes to link building, I also didn't find it any specific uh, use that will kind of speed up or improve the process. Um, uh, when it comes to best link building tactics in 2023, uh, what I would say is that everything that will acquire you a quality link that is that has high relevancy in regards to niche content and context is, is a good link to acquire. So uh, all the well-known tactics that work, uh, that worked before are working now, like uh, the guest posting, um, Haro, peer links, um, brand mentions. Uh, I would say that everything that would get you a quality link that will stay uh, long-term and, and support a, a healthy, uh, natural-looking backlinking profile uh, is a good tactic to use. Um, so I maybe want to add there that um, when the algorithm happened, uh, algorithm change happened that I uh, mentioned before, the spam update uh, within the agency I was working and we kind of revisited an old tactic uh, focusing on page-specific metrics. Um, I remember reading somewhere, I, I apologize that I, I'm not sure who I'm quoting right now, a guy saying that uh, if you want to boost the rankings of a page for a certain keyword, uh, you can get a link from a page that ranks number one from for that keyword or ranks well for the keyword. So that is, of course, not always doable, but uh, kind of focusing on finding pages uh, that... Um, focusing on the page-specific metrics uh, in saying, for example, uh, the URL rating uh, that Ahrefs shows, 
the page also has like uh, good uh, referring domains or links pointing to it. Uh, and it ranks for certain keywords and terms that you also want to rank for and receive some organic traffic. Uh, it can be a good page to build or acquire a link from. Uh, and what we, uh, with, what we did usually is kind of a content upgrade or content refresh, uh, of the, of the page and the high keyword relevancy, I would say worked well. Uh, so we kind of shifted, uh, the, the strategy from, uh, guest posting and those sponsor posts to m more of like, uh, deciding and, and finding pages that rank well for certain keyword that we are targeting for a website that we're acquiring links for. And it did work well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's one tactic that can be uh, used right now uh, amongst with everything else that I mentioned already. And guest posting, of course, I think that regular guest posting that um, is primarily uh, focusing on well-researched, uh, high-quality, in-depth content then that answers the reader's question uh, and maybe also focusing a lot on the, uh, the, the value of the audience and uh, the, I would say, niche-relevant uh, guest posting uh, to get the best value of the link plus the value of the audience that you want to kind of target, that's your target audience. Roy, thanks, Tamara. Time's racing by. To finish off, let's have a quick fire round. Uh, so to give everyone no more than one minute each, uh, and I'm going to give you two questions. You can answer one of two questions. Um, question number one is, how do you find link building opportunities? So this could be quickly the research process or the software or something else, or how will link building strategy continue to evolve in the future? Um, so either how do you find link building opportunities or how will link building strategy continue to evolve in the future? Uh, let's go straight to who's smiling the most. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> let's go to Jason first. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll answer the one on, on um, prospecting because we've talked about this a bit. Um, I think, Alex, you're the same as me, Pitchbox use. I'm uh, so Pitchbox is, is a solution that I use for and have been partners with the guys for years. Um, they're, they're phenomenally good. I think the, Amit, I think you use them as well. Do you Pitchbox? Uh, yeah, you? we're using as well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're with a fantastic tool. Yeah, it allows you to be able to do outreach at scale, but then keep it quite granular so that you can you can look at things like. Um, uh, if you want your product launch, or you can look at things that have talked about product and it's got the search operators already built in so that you can just pull that data straight in and pull competing domains from um, Ahrefs. And then we can pass that through um, Ahrefs and of course through Majestic, which we love. Um, so we, we can use all of those things to look at the opportunities and set a level for an opportunity that we want already. So, it, for us, it was a game changer to, to use Pitchbox. And now so much of what we do, we're sending out, I, I mean, thousands and thousands of emails and, and we wouldn't have the business we have without Pitchbox because it's allowed us to be granular, but granular at scale, if that makes sense. Superb. Thanks, Jason. As part of this quick last round, I'll also ask you, where can the listener find out more about you? My company is myprofitengine.com. Um, so you'll, you'll find me there. Um yeah, and um, on, I'm on Twitter. More uh, yes as well. Superb, thank you, Jason. Amit. Um, so either how do you find link building opportunities, or how will link building strategy continue to evolve in the future? Yeah, probably the one about um, link building opportunities, prospecting. We've we've done the bog standard, you know, kind of pulling things through Google, using advanced search operators, extracting in bulk. However, we still take a fairly manual approach to vetting every target. We put it through through checks. Um, we want every target to be relevant because obviously that affects the outreach or further down the line. Um, but we're also experimenting with a few things, for instance, like scraping from Google Maps because we want something that's very tight and specific to a certain type of business. But at the same time, you need to filter through that list quickly because you want the sites that have blogs and are likely to take guest posts, which you can only do through probability in terms of how many links, outbound links they've got, or what patterns are they using within the site. So we have to can combine that with something like PowerShell, using PowerShell scripts along with Google Maps. So we're 
and we're not just sticking with that. We want to try a few different things to see what we can do to get niche relevant targetless at scale. So Google Maps, PowerShell, we're trying all kinds of things though. <laughs> I love that down in the weeds mm. tactics uh, discussion <laughs> there. So I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Amit, where can people find you? Uh, you can find us on thelinkskai.com and you can get us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. It's all linked on the site as well. Lovely. Thanks, Evan. And Victor, what question are you going for? Uh, I'm going to, uh, for research, um, question, how, how do we find links? So, like, I, I would just connect what uh, Alex said, because, like, the, uh, like, this cold outreach email is a little bit dying, and, you know, uh, so we go uh, keyword group based outreach. Uh, so, like, let's say I want to rank, I don't know, personal engineer, lawyer, Los Angeles. Uh, I just analyze what uh, people have on this cluster who already links to them and do cross analysis with my website what link I have and what do I miss. So, uh, by knowing that my competitor is already there, it will be way easier just to outreach these websites and add to, to my database. So so what I believe uh, uh, in the future is database, because we have like about 100,000 websites we, uh, we keep in our database. It's ranked by language, by geo, by a, a lot of... It's basically like, you know, like... <laughs> database with everything we need so our seo can uh, in a team can go and say look i need uh, lawyers i need english language i need um, like local specific let's say los angeles and give you the list but uh, our tool uh, don't give to outreachers opportunity to outreach what they want we only give them opportunity what we need currently like for example if we work on the lawyer keyword group they will outreach only the links we don't have in our database so that's our approach and it minimizing the time and efforts for all of the team so like so I, i'm more um like introvert, like SEO, right? So I don't want to talk to a lot of people at the same time. I just want links, right? So my uh, my, my ideal. Like these will. <laughs> oh, good job at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my uh, ideal situation is like uh, you know to go and say, look, I'm starting this project for brokers in Chile, language Spanish. I need outreach, main page, and whatever just send me so by doing this we give a task to our internal outreachers i need this and just gi gi give me the options you know like and and after this i plan anchor strategy and all other stuff tamara um we um we're not going with you last this time so uh which question would you like to cover i would also just uh, comment on the finding uh, opportunities and prospecting um I do also use uh, Pitchbox. Pitchbox is is great. Uh, I also do uh, like to lurk into competitors' website or any any website that I think can can give me um, opportunities that um, I'm looking for in a certain niche. Uh, or for a certain client. So I do look at the uh, backlinks profile of a certain website or a competitor um, to find uh, good websites to post guest posts on, uh, to find broken links, maybe to find some um, irrelevant added links that I would like to ask the website to replace with a link I want to, um, uh, that I am building links to. So uh, yeah, I also do like to use Ahrefs Content Explorer and as a link builder, when I'm working on a certain client, I basically see links and opportunities everywhere. <laughs> uh, communities are also um, like Slack communities and also chat groups on Facebook. Uh, sometimes can can offer you some good opportunities to work with. So, thanks, Tamara. And where can people find you? Um, LinkedIn. My link. My LinkedIn profile is Tamara Jaikovska, and you can. They can contact me there. Lovely, thanks. And sorry, Victor, did you share where people can find you as well? I don't know. Like the easiest way is just go to datadrivenseo.com and subscribe for newsletter. And probably I will start writing again, maybe <laughs> anytime soon. So yeah, datadrivenseo.com. Lovely, thanks, Victor. And Alex, we haven't forgotten about you. So <laughs> which question are you going to go and uh, cover? Um since uh, you know we, we quite covered a lot right about link prospecting i think it makes sense to talk a little bit about 
the future of lean building, right? What we can expect to see. Um, as for me, right, I think um, I have two, two main questions for which I don't really have answers at the moment. Um, diversification of, of a lean building profile, right? And actually that is the hardest task. If you can solve this, I mean, like really, uh, you know, you have enough. Um, I would say it's all, all come down to your resources, right? Because even if at, uh, you know, uh, in our station, even being a lean building agency, right? Um, it doesn't really solve the problem just because we also have certain limitations, right? So we can't really acquire and we can't really generate all type of links, right? So that is the first question. And the second question um, that I don't really know the answer as well um, is um, how, how to actually uh, build a link building strategy that will actually uh, start um, working in the way that you will be receiving links organically. So if we can solve those two questions, right? That sounds like part two, Alex. Kind of, it's closed, right? It's closed. <laughs> the, 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 you know, the, the, the link build question will be closed uh, because basically I think uh, that is, that is the most um, important things, um, you know, nowadays, right? Getting links organically consistency, right? And getting different type of links. Once you can solve those two things, um, that is, you know, you, you're, you're like Amazon most probably, right? Where can people find you, Alexandra? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find me, for instance, on LinkedIn. Um, also, I do write some, some, some blog posts on our own website at um, digitalolympus.net. So I think that will be the best way to connect with me. Yeah, and I will, I will just add a couple, like, uh, I think it's like pain in the ass for every project just to get link organically, right? But to get them actually organically, you need to rank, you know, like number one. So people, and before you rank number one, you need, you got to do something, right? So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. There is no, there is no magic power that is going to bring your, your page um, at the, at the top three pages, right? Um but there might be some solutions, right? And I, I think there, 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 are, there are certain ways, right? Just looking at some brands that are kind of capable of doing that. So there are some certain ways of getting things done. If you can combine most probably ASO with marketing. And I think that is the future of ASO as well. It's, 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 it's not a standalone thing, so uh, even though it's still. Yeah, I agree. I think the brand brand is going to become more important over the next couple of years. The way your yeah. brand is perceived, it, it's it's you can see the way things are changing because the internet is growing up, you know, and 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 brands dominate everything, which is unfortunate if you don't have a big budget. I think the days of the small player, you know, punching above the weight will start to disappear. Unfortunately, yeah, building a brand is. Uh... The, the 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 biggest challenge actually nowadays yes. yeah, and the I biggest agree. test for everyone. Uh, well, let's I'll... let's end an agreement. This is um, a kind of discussion that could go on and on, and <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we can get you back again and and continue then. I'm your host, David Bain. You've been listening to the Majestic SEO podcast. If you want to join us live next time, sign up at majestic.com/webinars. And of course, check out the other series at seoin2023.com. Bye-bye for now. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.